Upend and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old man Grognard, Glenn, back again on this Sunday morning. And I hope you're having a good weekend. I am the weekend before North Texas RPG Con. I bet you're tired of hearing me say that. But it's pretty much all that's on my mind right now because it's the only one I go to and I got to get ready. And uh, you know how pre-con stuff happens. You're running around trying to find stuff and things. And But I make time for you people, the listeners. Yes. Or I should say you. You right there. I'm making time to talk to you. How about that? So, we don't have any mail. Why not, guys? Oldmangrognard at gmail.com. Well, I'm not in the mood to berate anybody this morning. I'm feeling too mellow, even though i got a lot to do today. I want to talk about sandboxes for a minute. How about that? Sandbox gaming, to me, is kind of intimidating, but at the same time, I'm fascinated by it. Let me explain why. When I first started in role-playing games, I learned AD&D first, first edition. I played that for about three sessions. The, the girl that was our DM had been doing it for a while, so she was pretty experienced. It was her and her brother who used to play all the time with other with another group i think and it was me and my then wife missy my second wife and she ran us three sessions and then she said okay from now on we're well she didn't say it but it ended up that way from now on we're going to play gamma world you know i didn't know from gamma world and it was a similar system so we rolled with it, and for the next year, year and a half, we spent in Gamma World, and frankly, I was bored. I mean, the, the genre was all right and everything, but the way she went about it, apparently she was doing a sandbox, but at the time, I don't think she knew how to run a sandbox, either that or, I, I don't know, but we spent a lot of time with our characters wandering around the post-apocalyptic future fighting a monster to having an encounter, uh, looking at some place and maybe getting some loot or something like that. No artifacts or guns or anything we could find. And like I said, I was bored. And and I kept thinking, this is what role-playing's like? And I almost left the hobby. What saved me was champions. But that's another story. So I went into sandbox gaming, or rather I came back to sandbox gaming with a certain amount of trepidation. But I realized playing for as long as I have now and DMing, I realized that it doesn't have to be that way. That's just the way she wanted to run it because I didn't know any better. I was new to the hobby and it was, that's the way it worked out. So I had to take, take a step back doing this, doing podcasts, doing videos, uh, playing and going to conventions, I realized there's a lot of people who run their games very differently. And so I was willing, I am willing to give the sandbox thing a, another try. I'm just a little hesitant to. 
So that's how I developed what I'm going to talk about today, which is how I want to do a sandbox or how I do do a sandbox. I've done it in a limited capacity before, you know, once in a while. So what I do is I take the, and I've covered this before in my Old Man Grognar video, I take the compass perspective of it, the, the compass approach. What I try to have, have to do, if they're traveling through a hex, looking for stuff to do, so I find out where the players are, maybe a starting village or town or something like that, and I look at the compass, north, south, east, and west. I try to plan something for each of the four points on a compass, looking where they are, looking at where they're going, looking what kind of terrain it is or what's going on over there. If I have nothing planned over there, I will make something. I mean, you got to flesh out your world sometime. Might as well get them to help you. So I will plan something for north, south, east, and west. So you say to me, Grognard, what if they're going, say, southeast? Well, that's where it gets interesting because you can either plan like small encounters, maybe side trips, and depending on where they're going, if they're leaning more towards like south or east or something like that, you can have things from whatever's happening there, the fallout, spill over. Or you can come up with something totally new. Or a side quest. Side, side quests are good for that. Or you can find something to link into one of the what's happening in one of the compass points. So they're going southeast. And there's a... Rev not a revolution, but a bandit hideout in the south that's been raiding the villages. And over in the east, they've got a fire, say a natural disaster, uh, a town fire. Well, either one of those can affect what, how they're traveling. Somebody from the town may see us, or may see the PCs travel through the, the area go, oh my goodness, can you please help us? Our village is on fire. We need all the men we can get. Da, 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 da. Or the other one, they pass through a small enclave, a small place people live, and, oh, my daughter, my daughter's been kidnapped by these brigands over there, can you help, or something like that. Or, like I said, a totally unrelated side quest or encounter or something like that. So I kind of like that because it gives them something to do no matter what direction they go in. And it doesn't have to be something big. Say the big thing, say, for either the four compass points or, say, one or two points on the compass, like, say, north and west. And south and east, they got, it's business as usual or whatever, except for, like, a couple of, the, a couple of small jobs they can do, things like that. So they always have something to do. And if they're heading in that direction and they decide to get themselves involved in something, play it out. Resolve it. However, it resolves. Resolve it. And then you sit down and go, okay, they're here now, north, south, east, west, what's happening there? And you just keep doing that. It's kind of like, it's kind of like who's, uh, Mr. Roleplaying Tips, uh, like his loopy planning. You just keep going back to the compass point. So you always have something for them to do. And there's nothing wrong with linking all these or part of them or something like that into some kind of story arc. You can do that too. It lends itself very well to that. And it's kind of, like he, like he says, loopy planning. It's kind of something that you, you just keep doing and doing, and pretty soon you have a campaign, or at least a whole lot of fun sessions. <laughs> anyway, 
things like D&D lend itself real well to that, and especially post-apocalyptic like Gamma World or Mutant Future or Mutant Crawl Classics or something like that. Hi, Jim. The sandbox to me was intimidating, mainly because of what the experience I told you about, because I didn't want to do that. I was afraid I was going to fall into that. But using this plan, I don't think that's going to happen. I have not yet to run this type of game in any kind of length because right now I was playtesting things and I got a couple things on the back burner that the guys want to play. And so I'll, I'll have to sit down at one point and say, guys, this is my Monday game. Guys, I want to do it this way. I want to try a sandbox. And I'm sure they'll be amenable to it. And I'm hoping it works out. But anyway, that's my sandbox suggestion. Take it or leave it and tell me what you think. Either drop a voice message here or oldmangrognard at gmail.com. Always happy to help. All right. So I hope you have the great rest of the weekend, a great Sunday. Keep the dice warm. And I will see you guys later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Thank you.